Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? So, today is um, 12-7-2021. It's your boy, The D is Silent, coming at you with uh, another episode. Well, I'm going to start building this episode. Um, And, you know, the the deal. Follow me on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And, um, you know, come hang out. You know, as we build this little show we got going on here uh i'd like to say a few things before we before we move on to a topic but uh i, I really like anchor the fact that you can start an episode and then you pick it up a day later or two days later or as, as it goes um i like that it's not so easy to do that on a, like a live stream um or like a, like a video vlog It's kind of hard because you could tell When somebody's doing something And then they jump to somewhere else Kind of loses a Loses a little bit of the translation per se <clears throat> But yeah uh, This is one feature I do like about podcasting I can start and stop and Pick up a different subject Or you know The correct term is segue uh, It's the professional term Segue to another subject And you can pause and start it and then and keep it going um, and like I said uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna continue to grow this hopefully uh, you know hopefully it's not much longer man I mean I got, I got I'm so overloaded with ideas I want to do and things I want to get done real life things I'm doing and trying to get done you know buying a house still is top priority buying machines for my business my construction business and so on and so forth but then two it's also getting these podcasts done a little bit more professionally and that way you know hopefully build the audience and build you know the listeners the the loyal i did my spotify wrapped so it says there's 12 unique listeners uh and you guys are from all over so i'm not exactly sure how you guys some I think I have a couple from out of even like the United States. They're like I don't know where they're at, but they're far. Uh, but I was looking at I was looking at the analytics, and even though I got I'm getting closer to nine thousand, that's still a lot of listens. Uh, for what I thought I was gonna get like three three listens the whole time, I thought I was gonna just shoot hip fired podcast into the vast nothingness and just get nothing because that that obviously that happens to me on youtube i post a video on youtube and like i'll get one view and it's like bro like youtube's a beast as well like it's kind of crazy that i even have like one person or two people which i you know thank you guys so much i mean as this goes and you know continues to go up hopefully you know my podcast will get a little bit better but i'm gonna talk about uh i just yesterday i went to universal studios hollywood uh and i gotta say i liked it i had i haven't been to universal studios hollywood in ages probably since like i was in like high school or maybe a little bit after the fact but i think i i think i came to the universal city walk because I think there's a... Uh, I don't know if there's a House of Blues. Or what's in there. But I remember I came to see a... Uh, 
The last time I was in at Universal Studios City Walk or anywhere, I came to see uh, Hatebreed and Slayer. Was it Hatebreed and Slayer? Uh, I actually think it was Hatebreed and Slayer. Could be wrong. It could be somebody else, but uh, Hatebreed totally rocks, so that was cool, you know. Uh, but yeah, but I came, but I didn't go into the Universal Studios theme park. I haven't been to the theme park in like a hot minute. Uh, and it's totally different, man. I mean, I remember being like backdraft and fucking back to the future and like having like a lot of the movies from like the 80s and like the 70s like you know the tram ride I don't know Jaws and, and King Kong like that's still a thing there I supposedly it is see so I want to talk to you a little bit about my just what I did at Universal Studios uh, I went with my girlfriend uh, I had fun I think my girlfriend <coughs> had fun as well as I coughed there don't catch COVID through the through the podcast, but um, oh, no, I don't have COVID. Uh, but you know, it just is so trippy because I th- I know they've added the Harry Potter Land, which I would like to go. But it was so fucking dark when we went yesterday. Uh, in the Harry Potter world, it's just so dim and grim, anyways. Uh. But yeah, they've added a ton of stuff. And I honestly, I totally forgot Waterworld is even a thing there. And I was like, yo, shit, I just seen that, like, as I was leaving, like, yo, there's a Waterworld there. Like, I was, like, totally, like, what the fuck? Like, they need to get rid of that and put something else, like the Fast and Furious land. The family land, you know, Vin Diesel. But, I mean, okay, so the Harry Potter section is really nice. Uh, I had a uh, a butterbeer, which I think is actually just, it's not alcoholic. I, I was thinking it was going to be alcoholic, but it's just, it's a really, actually it does taste like butter, but it's a buttery soda that is almost tastes like a Rupert float, but I don't drink sodas. And I just had a little bit of it. And I was like, okay, well, I gave the rest of it to my girlfriend. She had it. She liked it. Uh, I actually, I liked it too. It had, a good, it had a good flavor. I wish it was alcoholic though. I don't know. Maybe the next time I go, I, well, I don't know if you can sneak in a, a little bit of alcohol. I don't know where you could get alcohol, a shot of alcohol, and spike that butter beer uh, and see what it does. I bet you it would taste delicious with a little bit of, with a little bit of uh, rum in it. Or a little bit of fucking whiskey. All would hit. Maybe even a little bit of fucking Jack Daniels. You know, a little rich, musty taste. Thrown in there with the buttery taste. Uh, I bet you it hit. It hit. Um, But yeah, the Harry Potter zone is nice. Now I gotta say this, because I am a bigger guy. We tried going on one of the rides and I didn't fit. But... Honestly... If I had like 20 minutes... To figure out how to fit in the seat I think I could have done it Because it wasn't I couldn't get it to go down Over my shoulders Like my chest area Not necessarily like 
the stomach area. Why? Because I couldn't get it to go over my... I don't know if it presses down on your chest why it does that, but... Um, whatever. It's also a, a good sign that I should lose, like, 50 pounds. Maybe I'll fit. Maybe even 100 pounds. I for sure will fit, I'm assuming. But, nonetheless, I mean, the the Harry Potter zone is cool. Um, I, I like to go during the day and see it, and then be there at night, like, to see it, too, lit up. Uh, it's also the Grinchmas is going on right there, so we got to see the tree light up at 6, which is really cool. Um, we didn't meet the Grinch, but I could see where he was at. The line for the to meet the Grinch and take a picture is kind of long, and I'm not sure if they charge you to do that. You can meet the dog, and the dog, uh, the line for that is really short. I wanted to do that, but my girlfriend kind of didn't want to do that, so I was like, okay, well, we'll just continue on. Uh, we walked through like the little French corridor where Moulin Rouge is. Uh, I think that's a little bit more restaurants and stuff. That's kind of cool. Um, also, I didn't you you see I didn't do too much because we went for her company uh, appreciation day, and we got there like at like five o'clock or six o'clock, and we only stayed till ten. We were only there for a couple hours, but we had a little bit of fun, you know. We walked by the fun land. I didn't go into it, but I kind of wanted to, but it looked like it was already closing down. Uh, we went to the Minions Cafe. Now, the Minions Cafe does look like they have good food. I wish we had gone there earlier. Maybe they would have the, the pork ramen bowls. That looks like it would be delicious. Uh, they had chicken tenders and stuff there. Grilled cheese sandwiches with the tomato uh, dip sauce. So that looks really good. The, the Minions Cafe looks good. I would like to try you know, I like I told my girl, you know, we're gonna we could come back. We could always come back. You know, it's something we wanna do again, we could definitely do. We take come during the day and spend a little bit more time, like you know, on a day I have off <coughs> and a day she has off. We could definitely do that. Um But we did that and then we went to the Simpsons land and we got we ended up getting her two donuts. Uh because we thought that the pink donuts weren't available no more. So I went ahead and got her a big chocolate donut. And then to find out that we could get a big pink donut, we ended up getting a big pink donut. It's called the big pink one, I think. The donuts are good. I actually had a piece this morning. The dough is soft, man. The dough is really good. Uh, I thought I didn't. I thought it was going to be a shitty donut like you get at your little local donut stores. And... Uh, it wasn't. It was actually pretty good. The the big donuts they got there, the bread is really good, and actually the the topping, the frosting, isn't bad either. Like, you know, and I was expecting it just to be like a little stale because it was like it was in the box and it, you know it had to go through overnight, and then we ate it this morning. About I don't know, maybe it was about a twelve hour delay from eating the donut, but it was really soft, really good. Like the bread is kind of like. Uh, like a Hawaiian roll type of texture to it. Like it's really, it's not chewy, but it's a, it's soft and fluffy. Kind of like a, yeah, kind of like one of those types of breads. It's not really donuty per se, but it's really good. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and then we walked around a little bit. Uh, like I said, we did the Grinchmas, and then we the, the Grinchmas, and then we ended up going down to the Mummy Transformers and Jurassic Park area. And I gotta say, we got on. I was able to fit on those rides. I don't know what's the difference between that and the Harry Potter rides, but the Mummy ride 
I, I gotta say my favorite ride was Transformers. By far. Uh, if you were... Transformers actually had me believing I was gonna fucking fall off uh, the fucking skyscraper. That shit. And it kind of like gives you the butterflies in your stomach. To where you're like, oh no! Like fucking, you're gonna fall down off the building. Um, you know, into fucking certain death. That's kind of crazy. You know, and they got a lot of shit. I don't know, they got these battle glasses. I think they're just 3D glasses. They're wild too, like... Like, I don't know, man. Like, fucking... They got some crazy shit going on in that ride. Uh, I could see the lines being very long. I don't know if you go on a busy day, but... It was a company appreciation day, so it was mostly Sam Manuel Peoples. And, uh... The park was limited attendance, probably. So every ride you could get into was like... It was only like a 10 or ten minute wait at the most. Uh, the Mummy ride was good. That's more of your standard roller coaster. Um, and then we went into Jurassic World. Now, I like Jurassic World. I just wish there was a little bit more in the store. So I went... I was like, yo, I want to see if they got some cool Jurassic Park gear. Now, there is a backpack that I've seen there... 50 bucks I was so tempted to just buy it but I was like man I mean that's just a, it's a really selfish purchase really selfish I mean but I mean I was like they had a they had a Jurassic Park chess set I mean some crazy shit up in there that I, but I would I hoped I was wishing the store was a little bit more like cause I, I'm I like dinosaurs and shit so you know, and then we were in the Universal City Walk as well. We had stopped and had at the Grill and Brew or something like that. Uh, the food there was good, just a little bit pricey. Uh, what else did we do there? I mean, we were only there for a little bit, but I want to talk about it because I thought I thought I really had fun. I mean, Universal Studios there I hadn't been in so long, so I mean, to me, it was kind of like, you know, like just something I hadn't done in I don't know, like years, and I haven't been. I like to go back. I, I want to run it back. That's what it really comes down to. I'm like, yo, I want to run back fucking Universal Studios. And I kind of feel like, you know, I, I wouldn't mind waiting in the lines with the people because I, I kind of feel like, you know, that kind of adds to the flavor. Like, you know, you just wait, you're taking 30 minute wait, 40 minute wait to get on the ride. You pace yourself out that way you're not frantically running and you don't exhaust the whole parking one day. I want to go on the tram ride because that's something I wanted to do. I, I and I think I missed out on like a big part of the park. I want to see those shows. There's some Harry Potter shows too that I want to see. I mean, so there's there's stuff to do. There. And then I, I mean, I, like I said, I want to go eat some of the food there. Okay, so I got cut off there. It was in the middle of the thought, mid thought, but. I do know I was talking about Universal Studios. I was kind of like wrapping it up about how I wanted to go back and stuff. And I think it's totally worth it. Um, if you've never been to Universal Studios Hollywood, I recommend it. Um, there's a lot of stuff to do there. That, that What I could see. Um, again, I would like to go during the day. I did like the night experience. It is a little dark. You know, especially walking through the Harry Potter zone. And... Um, getting down to the Jurassic World area because you have to go down that big escalator. Uh, I think it's more geared for daytime experience. 
But overall, I had fun. Like I said, I, I rode, I was able to ride Transformers, Mummy, and Jurassic. I keep saying Jurassic Park, it was Jurassic World. Um, it was pretty cool. You know, I, I had fun. I, I would, like I said, I'd like to run it back, you know. And I don't think it's any different during the day than at, at night. I just think it's a little bit cooler at night. You know, like, cool, like, you know, cool kids kind of shit. But I kind of think it's a little bit better at night. Um, although the park is 10 to 6. I don't know if there's a pass you can get from 6 to 10. Well, I was kind of tripping out that there's only, you know, the park closes at 6. Because I was like, what the hell? I thought all parks close at like 10 o'clock or midnight almost. You know, I understand not open until like 10 or 11. But I thought they were stayed open late. But that's not, not neither here nor there. I mean, there's a lot of shows there you can see. There's a lot of stuff to do. And like I said, I didn't have no game plan. Because I hadn't been there in so long. I just haven't, you know... I mean, I like theme parks. I like roller coasters. I just don't do it often because I, I don't know. It seems like it's more geared for kids than adults. You know, like Disneyland. You know, I know Six Flags, but Six Flags to me, I don't, I don't, I never really liked Six Flags Magic Mountain. And and I want to talk to you be, between. I mean, the differences between them. The passes for Knott's Berry Farm and Six Flags are cheap. But you'd have to go there all the time. And I mean, like, it's kind of like... Uh, I kind of like the idea of getting a pass to Universal Studios. But even that's kind of expensive for what you're getting. Disneyland, I haven't been to Disneyland in so long. But their passes are out of control. Um, out of control. There's a lot of passes. There are three different options, you know. And the top two are sold out. It's just crazy, man. I mean, <clears throat> and then the, the Universal City Walk, I didn't walk through much of it. Uh, but we walked through like about maybe a third of it. And I got to say, it's really nice, you know. Every mall now is going for that outdoor mall type of experience. Um, you know, there's Irvine Spectrum. There's there's numerous malls. There's Victoria Gardens. You know, City Walk. I think uh, Disney has their own Disney Walk as well. Downtown Disney, whatever. Um, you know, there's numerous of these outdoor malls that have come up over the years, and it's just like you know, they're all kind of nice. I, I like I like the atmosphere around them. Um, <clears throat> you know. And so, uh, so I only seen a little bit. So I'd have, I, I would really like to run it back. But I mean, when I'm going to get to it. Uh, but that's one thing. Like right now, I know, okay, the mummy ride was cool. Transformers is cool. Jurassic World is cool. So then now you can game plan around. Like, I would like to go see Harry Potter thoroughly, like during the day. Maybe we need at their little breakfast Potter spot. That's something I would like to do. Um, and I would like to get some Harry Potter gear. I just kind of glanced through it. Because we were like pressed on time. And then we were trying to get on the ride. We didn't do it. I didn't do it. I wasn't able to. Too fat. Uh, but I don't get it. Like, There's the ride for... I was on able to get on the other rides. I went, that one is just a little tight. Uh, <clears throat> makes you kind of wonder like what they were thinking when they... 
why didn't they build the same you know I, I, roller coasters I don't know why they don't build the same uh, seat for every roller coaster like it's kind of kind of ridiculous like in that aspect and but I mean I guess they're it's only geared for like a certain you know I guess I mean they have every right to make it for skinny people but <laughs> I could just see like the ride you sit down it looks like you sit down and it just takes you on like a, a belt I don't really know why you even have to be locked down that tight well I mean I don't know maybe it does spin you around I don't know I would have to you know get on it myself but it doesn't look like it spins you it looks like it's you're on the motorized belt and uh that's it you know what i mean so but i mean there's there's still a lot more to experience there i think there actually is a harry potter roller coaster but it may, it may not be part of harry potter who knows uh they have water world there like i said they need to get rid of that one and put something else but you know maybe they'll do that and I know Super Nintendo Land is coming too, which I was like, yo, when are they opening that? I want to go to that. Um, <clears throat> that looks pretty cool. I would like to bounce around with Mario. Walk around Mario's uh, theme park. You know, Super Nintendo. So there's, there's several things. Maybe we'll wait until Super Mario Land is opened and then go back to Universal Studios, which I like. Like I said, I like to go back. I like to take my girlfriend back there, and um, you know, just have have a little bit more fun this time. Not being such in a rush, and it's a little overwhelming too. Like I, I get like, <clears throat> if you've never been to um a theme park like that, like it's overwhelming because you're like, oh, I want to do this, and you want to do that, and like, oh my god, like let's get in line for that, and it's like, like it's a sensory overload. You know, because I think those, those like, between Disneyland and Universal Studios, I think they're more geared for, you know, because they're they're loosely based around movies. You know, like, I think Disneyland has Looney Tunes Land, I'm not mistaken. Roger Rabbit. And people, I mean, a lot of people like that stuff. I do. I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean. I remember riding Par Pirates of the Caribbean ride because I always thought that was a cool ride. You know, pirates, and then come to find out, they made the movie, and that just made the ride more infamous. And I and I remember one time, I think Johnny Depp was dressed up as uh, Jack Sparrow and was just sitting there behind the scenes of the, and you know, talking to the to the boats as they went by. I think he did it for a couple hours, and then you know, he did that. That's to me, that's kind of cool. And I know Jim Carrey was running around as a mask. I think at Universal for a while. And every so often the actors do that. And I think that's kind of cool. Um, you know, just that random, you know. I think that's totally cool. I mean, like, you know, could you imagine going? It's like kind of winning the lottery going. And then you get to see the actual Jack Sparrow in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Like, yo. And I, if I'm not mistaken, some of the Pirates of the Caribbean scenes, like a scene or two, is actually the ride area. If I'm not mistaken. So that's, you know, that's kind of cool. I always always felt that that was a cool, a cool little thing. Um, and there's a lot of nostalgia about it. Like right now, <clears throat> they've set up the Marvel's campus, I think, at the Avengers 
assemble campus at Disneyland. And right now, it's for me, it's like that would be cool. But give it another 10, 20 years when the kids that, you know, grew up watching, you know, there's a lot of young kids like my nephew and, you know, and, and younger, younger adults. Like, I, I, you know, you forget, like, when I talk about Marvels and stuff and comics, like, I feel like I'm the only one watching it. But, and, you know, my brother, my peers. But you forget, there's a lot of my peers that are in their 30s who take their kids to go see Spider-Man, who take their kids to go see... Ooh, they went to go see uh, the Avengers, um, the first one. And they were like, well, they were blown away by the Hulk and this and that. You know, and then, you know, time goes on and they kind of remember that stuff. You know, and Marvel always kind of pumps out like little, uh, little comics and games and so on and so forth. And it's just cool. You know, let's say 10 years from now, some young kid that's eight years old seeing Avengers Age of Ultron you know with his parents and then like he goes when he's like 16 17 18 to disneyland you know for um you know grad night or whatever like 18 years old 17 years old and they bump into fucking robert downey jr how cool would that be as iron man walking around just you know tony stark that shit would be that shit would blow my mind like you know that shit would literally blow my mind uh, I could just imagine, so and, you know, and that would be cool to go like see the Avengers campus, and you know, and then you got the Jungle Cruise, and you know, even at Universal Studios, they got the Simpsons. I mean, I like the Simpsons. I wasn't the Simpsons then. I would like to try a crusty burger. Uh, I didn't. That's something I didn't do, but <clears throat> a crusty burger, or uh, I know they have most taverns. I would like to have a beer most tavern too. Uh, that's that's something that I just I liked The Simpsons for a long time. Uh, I kind of fell off a dozen years ago now, maybe ten years ago. But I watched The Simpsons probably for a solid like probably like all of junior high, maybe even most of uh, elementary. You know, and it's just so cool that they have a zone. I didn't get on The Simpsons ride, which is a, not a regret, but I, I was in The Simpsons zone. We were we got a the Simpsons donut and like I said the donut is really good I just had another piece you know last night you know when I got cut off from the podcast when I was talking about it uh, I had another piece it's fucking still good I mean like a whole 24 hours later it's really good and I even talked to my mom and and my girlfriend about it and I was like yo they, the bread is the bread of the donut is really good like you would think it would suck but it's not it's really it's actually really doughy the, it's not overpoweringly sweet. It's just a really good donut. <clears throat> but they have that. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things. I didn't, I didn't take pictures. There. I didn't get any Simpsons gear. I didn't get much Universal gear. I was looking for Jurassic Park gear. I was looking for some cool dinosaur ship. I didn't see anything. Other than that one backpack, I was. I had it in my hands for 50 bucks. That's probably still of a deal. And I just passed it up. But that's kind of not... I wanted a hoodie. I wanted a dinosaur hoodie. But, you know, this is one of those things. Maybe I'll get one later. Um, <clears throat> you know. And then, there, you know, I was looking at some of the Grinch gear. You know. That was kind of cool. I, I'd have to run back and watch the Grinch. Because, I, you know, now that I... 
seeing the Grinch live, you know, kind of makes me want to kind of watch the Grinch again. And the one with Jim Carrey is the fucking classic one. You know, uh, to me, that's the better one. Uh, but beyond that, I mean, I, I had a lot of fun at Universal Studios and the City Walk for the little bit of time I was there. Uh, it's just a little bit of experience that, you know, if you haven't gone, I, I recommend it. <clears throat> I don't think it was bad at all. If you're a fan of some of those things, Transformers, uh, Jurassic World, uh, Harry Potter, The Grinch, uh, you like, I didn't see the Secret Life of Pets zone, but I know they have one. Uh, they have a little minion zone. You know, if you're a fan of some of that stuff, or your kids like it, I think it's a good place to go. And actually, I love Despicable Me. One, two, and I think three. I kind of stopped watching when the minions started doing their own thing. But, um, yeah, like I watched, I mean, I would like the minion cafe looked like it was good. Uh, it looked like it was decent food. I thought it was okay. It looked like okay food. I don't know what you guys were thinking. I think about it, but. Yeah, I highly recommend Universal Studios. Uh, like I said, just went there. I had fun. You know, they have churros for sale down there. You know, and to me, it's just a little bit more. A little bit more than what I was expecting. Because I don't know, I wasn't expecting much. Because I hadn't been there in so long. I was thinking, man, I don't know who the fuck goes to Universal Studios. Like, I don't even know what's there. And then I went there and I was like, oh, like all of this stuff, you know kind of is a little bit opening your mind that's why if you go in if you go into things with an open mind you'll have fun if you want to fucking meet um mr radcliffe in the cast of the harry potter stone in the harry potter movies in harry potter land you're not gonna happen it's not gonna happen but they have a lot of cool gear in there for you and and i think the ride is cool i think i've seen a lot of people in the zone and the whole little the way the way they made it it looks it looks dope um you know i have nothing but good things to say so with that say i'll get this i don't know what we're talking about i'm gonna try to finish off i think they dropped the jurassic uh camp cretaceous a season four so i'm gonna watch that uh, i'm also watching stone ocean i'm also watching uh lost in space i watched one episode of it uh, i'm also watching shit i'm watching a lot of shit and i gotta hurry up I got some time, though, because I got some time off this week. It's got some rain, weather coming in, so we shall see. All right, hang tight. I'll be right back. Hey, what's up, everybody? So I'm back a couple days later. Um going to add this to the Universal Studios episode. A um, couple things here. Some major, major things. Uh, so I don't know where to begin. Um, but today is Monday. It's the 12th or 13th. We're so many days away from Christmas now. But with that said, if you don't know, you live under a rock. I guess this one's going to take precedent over everything else. Is uh, Vicente Fernandez has passed away. Um, a true legend. It's crazy how many people know here in the United States Vicente Fernandez. I mean... And I think he's one of the last 
or is the last big Mexican voices. Um, not that Mexico hasn't produced big voices over the years, but he's one of the bigger ones. Uh, you know, to me personally, um, I grew up listening to all his songs. Um, I've known him throughout the years. They're always, 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 always a good party song. Doesn't matter. Well, I mean, it really depends on, um, you know, what kind of party you're at. But here in California, can't go wrong with the little Vicente Fernandez at any party. Every, half the people will know his songs you know just because they played him at parties before uh, I've known his songs because my family's Mexican and we've listened to his songs over and over and over and over unwillingly and unknowingly maybe not unwillingly but undoubtedly I've listened to his music uh, probably I probably listen for Tu Maldito Amor. Ooh. Ooh. Easily. Easily. And without even really... Without me even really, you know, going to his catalog and playing the song. No less than, no less than a thousand times. I'm not saying a lot because... You know, it's like one of those songs. And Volver, Volver, probably two thousand times. Because I think... Volver, Volver was probably it grew in popularity over the years and, it, and it's so crazy to me how the song has remained um, relevant throughout the years I mean it's just it, through so many different it can be interpreted so many different ways and just you know and it can mean so many different things to so many different people um, you know, just one of those things like, but for me, the better song is Por Tu Maldito Amor. I mean, I know a lot of people don't have that, but I got to think that's probably his number one song of all time. El Rey is, is up there too. I mean, ah, there's so many songs, man. Like, I, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not a Vicente fan. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that. I know all his songs by heart, and I and I can tell you when they came out, and and I've ever I've never seen the man live in concert. Is that a regret? No, not really, because I don't really, you know, it's not my thing. Uh, but it would have been an honor if I could have seen him. Like, you know, looking back at it now, like, yeah, I could, I would have, I would have liked to. Not, I mean, it, it's just, it's just the circumstances, the, the times. You know, I'm a metalhead through and through. I, I almost don't. And I hate saying don't or never because I actually listen to a lot of music um, now in my older years. But I stay, my foot stays on the gas pedal with metal. If, if, if a band comes out with an album that I've liked or that I'll list, I'll check it out. I mean, it's one of those things. I, I, I'll spend the time to listen to an album just on any metal band. Because you never know. I mean, it could be something you like. I mean, I, and I, that's what I like. I like heavy metal. But 
you know, Visanta, like I said, I've listened to the song so many times over the years. I've downloaded it. You know, I've downloaded Porto Malito Amor. I've downloaded Volver, Volver, burned them on a CD. Just to have, because I, I, you know, just, you know, just to have it. It's like one of those, it's a classic. You know, those are classic songs, like songs that, you know... And I think as a Mexican-American and just the, with the Mexican blood in me and I have Mexican family, I think just all together through and through, I, I think the notion is like, you know, you listen to it, like the notion that you don't, I mean, it's kind of crazy if you don't listen to it. Um... You know, like, how could he be a Mexican if you have never heard of Vicente? Like, and it's just so crazy because, um, like I said, the song, the songs have gone through several transitions into meaning several different things. I mean, it just, we'll take Volver, Volver, for example, because that's to me probably the song I've heard the most and one that more people relate to, I think. In reality, I mean, as a Mexican American myself, I was born here. My parents, my mother was born in TJ, so I mean, you know, my father was, I think he was born here. But my grandparents were not born here, they came here, and then my parents were born. I'm like second generation, almost in some aspects, I might be first generation, or you know, because my mother was technically born but she was raised here so we're second generation not that far off from i mean i'm talking i mean, i could get into the the politics of it or whatever but i mean i'm not that far off from being born in mexico myself you know i'm not that far off from you know, not even doing this and not even being who I am today, like and it's so crazy because I, I know that my that my grandparents came over here, you know, in search of a better life and and to make money and to get out of things that was going on down there. And that takes a lot of balls. You know, a lot of Americans dog illegal immigration and they dog, you know, people coming here working illegally. And they dog and they, they fucking put down and they they do these things where like you're like, what the fuck man? Like these are most of the most of these people and I know and I know Trump really fucked it up and this is why it irks me a lot. Why Trump irked me a lot. Like I said, I could get political about it. But you know, he said all the people coming over were rapists and murderers and drugs and running drugs. It's not true. Some yes, but not most of the people are not. And and every Arab that's coming over here is a terrorist. It's not true either. Yes, there are going to be some bad seeds that get into the crowd, but most people are coming to America because they want out of where they're at. Because America is a little bit better, maybe a lot better than where they're coming from. Uh, I believe myself and personally in Mexico. Um. The United States has more bigger cities and more opportunity to move than Mexico does. It's about the same. 
amount of bullshit, but there's more areas to move to. Uh, like, for instance, California's got San Diego, Los Angeles, Santa Monica, uh, the Inland Empire, Ontario, Pomona, uh, San Francisco, Fresno, Bakersfield. I mean, there's a lot of big cities just alone in just in California. And the same in Texas. You get San Antonio, Austin, Dallas, El Paso, Houston, you know... Versus, I mean, what are the bigger cities in Mexico? If, for instance, you got Tijuana, you got Ensenada, you got Cabo San Lucas, and then, like, that's it. Like, there's not as many bigger cities, you know, bigger opportunities for the people there. You know, and I, and I understand it. I mean, if you live in one of the poor towns and you're destined to be in the poverty forever you might you know move up you might try you might try your hand at it and like I said it takes a lot of big balls um, it doesn't matter who you are you gotta have a lot of big nutsack to go to some place and, and, and male or female to pack up your shit with no money or little to no money Ask around and either go with the coyote who will tell you you need to get your ass to work when you want 10,000 pesos or 100,000 pesos or whatever and go to California. Go to fucking Texas. Go here. Go there. And then you have to survive the trip. Walk through fucking a desert. You know, survive being fucking murdered along the way. Um, Survive, you know, a lot of things get to the United States get to where you're gonna go to pe- where people you might know or don't know and fucking and then get to work without the benefit of the doubt you see this is what a lot of Americans don't know is that a lot of people have to work for so long to pay off the coyotes they're already in debt and the debt is not even American debt. The debt is fucking somebody who says, okay, well, if you don't pay the debt, you're going to fucking, your family's going to lose their property or this or that. We're going to take away their house. We're going to take away this. And you have to pay the debt back. So there's no time to feel sad. Your feet hurt. Uh, you're a little hungry. You're starving. You don't have nowhere to sleep. You're homeless. Uh, it didn't work out with your cousins because they don't have nowhere for you to stay. They just give you a job, you know, and you have to put the pedal to the metal and work because you're owe you owe. Send all your money back, and then figure out how to live in the United States, how to fucking get around. You don't speak. You might not speak the language. You know, you may know most most Mexicans have a, a base level entry. Yes, hi, how are you? Okay, uh, I will get you food. Okay, I I know. Okay, they know how to count. They know how to make basic conversation, and you have to do all of that on top of the fact that rent's expensive here in the states. Uh, right now, fucking food and everything else is expensive because of inflation. Gas is expensive. Getting a car is incredibly hard. I mean, these are things, like I said, that you have to overcome coming to a whole new land to search for a better life. And a lot of people make it. 
Well, I gotta say, being in California, I've seen a lot of people make it. My grandparents made it. Uh, my some of my cousins have made it. Um, I've see I see a lot of people come over throughout the years and and land and do well. And all of this is saying is Vicente comes out with this song so many years ago. Volver, volver is a is a love song, you know. Come back, come back. Return, return, you know. Bring it back, come back, you know. Come back home. It's what I think it means to a lot of people. Come back home, come back, you know, come here, come, you know, come, come back to the arms, to the arms again, to my arms again. You know, it's a love song, but I think it means so, so many things to so many people. It can be interpreted as a long love song, but I think mostly here in the States, to me, it's interpreted and it kind of takes on the, the meaning of like, come back home. You've left the land. Search for a better life. Some have made it. Some are not making it, but either way, you know, come back. Return to our arms again. You know, and I think a lot of people, it resonates with a lot of people because of that. Like, it had this kind of meaning to it this whole time. You know, and I think it resonates with so many Mexicans because here, especially in the States, because it's just what it is. I mean, there's just, you know, you have to overcome so much just to even be here. And that's the kind of bullshit that I'm talking about that why Trump, why Trump pissed me off because no, we're not all drug dealers. No, we're not all rapists and murderers. Like, motherfuckers, some of us came here and are working our ass off. Like I said, I'm second generation. I'm trying to get a house. I'm trying to do this, do that, start a family, get get my the rest of my... You know, I've already lived 30-some plus years of my life, like, one way, you know. And I'll... You know, we're not necessarily lived it one way and I'm going to live it another way, but I've lived it this way. And now I'm in, I'm older and I want these things. I'm trying to get to live it. So that way when if I do have kids, I mean, you know, if I have a kid or two that they are raised, I will raise them in my house and raise them my way and teach them the things that I've learned. Or just, you know, be able to take care of myself as I get older. You know, have a home, have this, you know, have that. Pay the bills, you know, have my my work flourish I and mean, it's just what it is like so I think with Vicente passing away I mean it, it really struck a nerve a lot of Mexican Americans and why it took precedent over this episode the last latter half of this episode because I was <clears throat> I wasn't planning on talking about Stone Ocean the first couple of episodes but I'll just wait on that until <clears throat> maybe I finish off okay so I'm back I got cut off there and then I ended up getting to work so Oh my god, as a young here. Uh, let's get back into this Vicente talk. Um, like I said, yeah, I mean, terrible loss, man. I mean, I don't know, I would completely sidetracked to the train of thought I was on, but um, yeah, he's the last of the big Mexican groups. I mean, the big Mexican 
ranchero voices uh, from what I've heard. And after all day just reflecting on it, you know, now I've got two days to reflect on it. I can't believe it. Um, it was so crazy to hear Big Boy's Neighborhood this morning uh, talking about, you know, Big Boy Power 106, or not Power 106, 92.3 now. But I guess back when he was at Power 106, the crew was at Power 106. Um, talking about how he knows Vicente. I mean, and that's the kind of touch, the reach Vicente had. Um, like I said, it, you, I don't know. I kind of had this also, also this, you know, like I said, it's, Vicente, the song is very, you know, it could be political. It could be about love. And like I said, Volver, Volver has so many different iterations it's gone through so many transitions over the years you know is he talking about a girl i mean is he is he, is he is he telling the mexicans to come back home when they're ready you know you know what does it mean to people you know but he's got so many songs you know and they're just focused on the one but it's just so crazy because like i said you know you don't come to a party in LA about half the parties in LA you know are Latino based you know and you'll hear Vicente eventually it pops up at the parties you know and everybody knows it you know and I'm pretty sure the same goes for um, Texas and, and a lot in Arizona and also New Mexico I'm sure Utah I'm sure Colorado I'm sure, I'm sure it comes up. I mean, and that's just the reach. And like I said, Big Boy's Neighborhood was just talking about it this morning, how he knows Vicente personally. He's seen him in concerts, you know, a shitload of times. And, you know, not saying something because, you know, Power 106 in those days, the 92.3, whatever they're called now, Big Boy's Neighborhood deals nothing but Drake, Drake, Tupac, I mean, it was Eminem for a while, you know, Biggie, Snoop, Dre, Kendrick, J. Cole, Rihanna, you know, hip-hop as it was, 92.3 and Power 106 LA has been a hip-hop, has had a stranglehold on the hip-hop music for, God, it seems like ages now, like, Big Boy's Neighborhood you know, just talking about it, it's just it's just to me that's the kind of reach that Vicente had. I mean, like I said, like I said earlier, you didn't come to you can't come to a party and not hear a Vicente song. That's just what it is. I mean, everybody knows a Vicente song. I mean, and, and granted, I mean, I think, I think personally, you know, like like I said, I didn't. I'm not a big. I'm not a big Vicente fan. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that. Oh, follow him but I've heard his songs throughout the years you know and sometimes they come in heavy like you know you haven't heard it for a while and all of a sudden you just you hear it and you're like damn it's just it just hits differently at this point in your life you know and uh you know I've heard like I said I've heard it throughout the years and I know it and it just to me, to me personally, not that I'm going to go back to Mexico or anything because my life is here in the United States, but to me personally, you know, my heritage, 
in my roots, the trace back to Mexico, you know. And eventually one day I would like to, before I die, go see where my grandfather was born and raised. And just to see how he lived, you know, 80, 80 some odd years ago. Like, my grandfather is from Pegueros, Mexico, you know. And I've never been there. Just have never gone. I've never been. I've never. Don't know what it's like. I mean, I could imagine now it's a little bit more modern. But I mean, I'm still certain if I go to the outskirts of the town, or I go to, you know, if I go there and I might run into a family member. I'm, you know, I just would. I would like to see it. You know. Just because I would just need to read. I mean, sometimes you just need to be reminded of things. You know, keep yourself, your two feet on the ground, leveled out sometimes. That, you know, it, and sometimes you got to dig deep. I know, I know in America, you know, the mountain is, is high. It's steep. The mountain is just overwhelming sometimes. But, I mean, you know, like I said earlier, just, you know, you gotta have some steel nuts to just fucking even attempt it, like, and sometimes you gotta, you know, and sometimes even that is like, you know, for some people it's just like, they just can't do it, you know, and I just think a lot of Mexicans come over and they gotta, they gotta get those, you know, you gotta just let it swing a little bit, like, you gotta fucking just go balls to the wall like you gotta just you know and sometimes you have to dig deep you gotta dig deep and find and find a way here you know the nothing's in my in my world personally in my train of thought is nothing is given to you um and like i said i'll never forget this quote this random guy told me a long time ago it just and it just it's so true man like it's one of the most Insane things that has ever happened in my life A random guy told me Look, if you're hungry The blade Gets sharp as a motherfucker Like, and I understood what he meant And I and I actually, that's Kind of my mentality You know For most things in life I mean Like It's just what it is, man Sometimes you just gotta fucking, you know what you just gotta say fuck you to everything and just fucking, you know, you just do things your way because you know it's right. And, you know, ignore and cut, cut out the noise, you know, and just, it may be insane. Some people might think your plan is insane, but to you, you know that it's right and you know, like, that's how you're gonna get it and that you're just gonna do it. You just, you know, and I kind of totally. I understand that, you know, sometimes in my own business, I'm like, fuck, I got no money in the account. I've got maybe $200 I can pull out of the credit cards. I got to do this job. I got to hope to God that I get no flat tires and, and and I got and everything goes right. And then I got to get a check after so many days. And then, you know, and then I got to, you know, go here, go there. I got to somehow hope to God you can pay people and, and you know, and pay the diesel and and get out and do things, you know, figure it out. I mean, sometimes it's insane. It's insane sometimes when I think about the, the situation, some of the situations I've been in, either being at 
my own fault or just circumstances out of control in my hands. And it's just like, you know, sometimes I don't even know, like, I don't even know, like, how sometimes some things I've, you know, I don't, like, I can't sit here and explain to you things that have happened in my whole life. But sometimes I just sit down and I think about it like, fuck, man, I didn't know, like, somehow I got through a situation or I somehow just fucking... I'm still going to this day. I haven't failed yet. I don't believe I haven't failed yet. And on any sort of, you know, hustle that I've I've ever hustled, I'm hustling, still doing the pools. I'm still, I got, I'm buying equipment, you know, I'm still doing it. I'm still out here. Even that sometimes it looked like there wasn't a hope and a prayer for me. And, you know, I don't have very many fucking buddies that are going to come and give me a hand you know I just I've done it all myself all myself um and so I under I understand like I understand like like I said like you know that's what it just means like to me that's what Vicente means like you know and it's just like you know his him passing away like I said it doesn't really tear jerk me it's just kind of like you know you got to tip your hat to the man I tip my hat to the man because, like I said, I listen to heavy metal day in and day out. I was just listening to some new Spike today. Uh, just listened to the Acacia Strain a couple days. I went to go see the Acacia Strain. Moshed my heart out. It's, I mean, that's where my heart is content the most, listening to heavy music. Uh, I relate to it more because, I mean, like I said, I don't know. Sometimes the only option in this world is physical violence. Uh, and sometimes that's the only thing you can do. It, yeah, sometimes the only thing you can do is be physically more violent than the next person. You know, sometimes the only thing you can do is be is be the bigger and badder man. And that's sometimes that's the only thing you can do. You know, and I and like I said, I relate more to heavy metal myself. It's something I pride myself on. Like, like yeah, and nobody gonna just come and fucking. Point a gun at me and fucking, you know, take what's mine. Nobody's gonna come over here and and put their hands on me, you know, and and make me cower. So I take that aspect of it out of the reach of most people. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there that are sneaky and shady and and want to fucking, you know, do things another way. But I mean. If that's all they got, then I mean you pretty much won the bot the battle. So all you gotta do is just keep your head focused and strong and true to what you believe in, and you'll get your way out. And I and I actually that's a lot of what heavy metal is. You know, it's like to me, it's like just what that's just what it always has represented for me in my my personal most of the times. You know. It was mostly what I believed that it represents, and like I said, Vicente is so far away from that. You know, Vicente Fernandez, his music is so far away from heavy metal. It's insane, like, and yet here we are. You know, in two thousand and twenty-one, you know, it's December. He didn't make it to Christmas, but you know, we just had Thanksgiving probably with his family, and I'm sure. You know, 
to the his many followers and you know they probably were jamming out to his song around Thanksgiving because there was a lot of things uh, Mexican family uh, Thanksgiving get-togethers here in the United States and I'm sure around the world you know and they just had you know and I'm sure this Christmas you know this New Year is gonna be you know people are gonna be bumping his music as it is all the Mexican radio stations because uh, right here at my shop I got a a guy who works there uh, making pallets and just on the radio all day just Vicente all day you know you, I don't really, you know, I don't blame them. I mean, he meant a lot to a lot of people, especially in Mexico. He was a he was a national treasure. He's probably one of the greatest musicians Mexico has ever produced. Um, you know, and I believe, you know, I I know a lot of people are sad that he's gone, and sad that his music is is come to an end. I mean. He will no longer be in concert. He will no longer do interviews. You'll never hear another Vicente song live again. Not the same anyways. Um, you're never going to get him on another tour, see him again. And all you have is if you've ever seen him, those times you remember him uh, in concert or, you know, just when his songs come up at parties. You know, this song's always going to come up at parties. I mean, it's just what it is. Or at different occasions when you hear it on the radio. You know, and I can just, you know... And, 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 and you know, to me... The man had talent. He put those talents to, you know, music. And he just made it. And for me, like I was telling, you know, some of the guys at work today. I was like, you know what? He was one of Mexico's greatest treasures, you know. But there, you know, we've already been offered. They had the a lot of Latin music has already transitioned into another, and they've already we've got the next. The next is already here. The you know, for me, what started with really the the beginning of it was Daddy Yankee, uh, who really kicked off. He's not the first. Because Don Omar and a p- couple other people were pre him, but I think Daddy Yankee really knocked it out the park. Um, and I know he's Puerto Rican, uh, but nonetheless, he still speaks uh, a Spanish language. Uh, it's a little bit different than what we're used to here, you know, Mex- like straight up Mexicans, like. But, you know, and then you have Pitbull who reached a status beyond belief. And I actually think Pitbull's probably, you know, he was high up. I don't know if Pitbull ever met Vicente Fernandez. I'm pretty sure, I mean, I don't know if he ever did or not, but I'm pretty sure he knows. No way you can't tell me that Pitbull doesn't know who Vicente Fernandez is. You know, and Pitbull had a had an amazing long run too. And then people talk a lot of shit about his music, about how dumb it is and how annoying it is. But in twenty thirty years, Pitbull's music will be again will come back as being one of Pitbull went on an amazing legendary run for being you know from Florida and being Cuban descent. 
Um, again, it's in, it's in the Latino vein there, and he just he came back. He came out of nowhere just to storm the storm the brigade. Um, and I'll post that. I know. I know. I was looking for it as well, and you know, come across Bad Bunny is here, and I think Bad Bunny trumps everybody now because he's probably. He's everything Daddy Yankee thought he was going to become. And not, not to say that Daddy Yankee didn't become that. But Daddy Yankee, I think, kind of was in the element where in the time he, he had to be more of a rapper. You know, and he had to swing um, his bars and do his music in the fashion of more of like an Eminem and more of like a, a Jay-Z more of like a Kendrick Lamar had to be his bars of music had to be created a certain way with not much opportunity for you know what I believe is some of his better songs like you know some of his more like not as fast but his also you know his to me it's kind of like his like more chill songs like No Me Dejes uh, solo and you know El Celular things like that like I think those songs were probably his better songs but they didn't could not get the love because people wanted his music to be a certain way flash forward to Bad Bunny and Bad Bunny's music is just he's got the rap songs he's got the trap music he's got the love songs he's got all, he's got it all he's the more polished uh, talent of the Latino descent. Again, he's Puerto Rican, and Puerto Rico's getting their chance in the sun, you know. But that's not to say the Mexicans, you know, from the ma- from the land of Mexico, can't produce somebody to rival these these cats. But in general speaking, the music, uh, Latin music, you know, which Vicente is part of, you know, so is, you know. Mark uh, Mark Anthony and, and Pitbull and Jennifer Lopez at one point, you know, Ricky Martin, Enrique Iglesias, they're all there as well, you know. Enrique is big too. Don't get don't pass up on Enrique. I mean, I, I don't really like the man's music too much myself, but again, I mean, he's part of the tribe. Like, you know, and it's hard out here in this world for a Latin artist to. To come up, Ricky Martin came way up as well. I mean, he was at he was at the pinnacle of the the height of Latin music for a cool minute there. And uh, you know, but Vicente still Vicente probably has had the longer, more meaningful song than most of those cats I just said. And uh, that's why I think a lot of people are feeling it because they're like, man, you know, not that he had been making hits recently or that any of the songs he the last I don't know how many songs he put out. I mean you they got everybody's got their core group of songs that they know from about eight or ten songs everybody knows from him. And um that's like that's what I could have said. I mean just you know it's a huge loss for the Mexican community. You know, and just uh, being a Latino and just you know you you feel for the man, you feel for this family. Uh, for the many people it affects, you know, and and not to say that it wasn't that people didn't know because I think he had been sick, 
I think he was in the hospital earlier this year around you know and last year and he got I think he fell down and broke his hip or broke his arm I don't know what happened to him but you know it's not a time to be sad because he had a good life I mean the man lived uh, but his pain is gone um, there's no more suffering and you know as far as I know he did it he did everything classy so not too much out there as far as negativity about him dealing in drugs or this or that or or abusing wives or you know going to jail for drugs none of that that I'm aware of I mean I've never heard of anything personally but you know just as far as I know from what I could see I mean he did he did it all with class all with class and you know uh, it's a big, uh, yeah, it's a big, big time loss for out there, you know. But like I can say, I mean, I think music, Latin music, is in good hands. Uh, I'm not sure how how many more records Bad Bunny's gonna put out, but him being the one of the number one artists in the world, and his and his music, I mean, I'm even some of the music to me is good. I mean, and Cali Uchi just came out. With a Latin album, and I'm trying trying to figure out, you know, she's a Colombian descent. You know, I'm hoping she comes out with another album. When the first album was fire, I can't wait for her to uh, drop another album of, you know, I hope she does another Latin album. She may not, you know, or maybe it'll be fifty fifty, which is okay too. Um, you know, I kind of feel like the the Latin music is in good hands. You know. We need more Latin artists out there. I kind of, you know, I kind of feel like in the United States, the black the black community has really put a stranglehold on you know music. Like they're the most popular music, you know, and they're in control of all the most of the sports. Baseball being the one sport that's kind of the outlier outlier out there. Um, but I kind of feel too like, you know, the Latinos, the Latinos need to step it up. You know, like I said, I'm only the second, maybe it's going to take another two or three generations to finally get our piece of the pie where we're, where we dominate maybe the movies and maybe we're dominating, uh, some aspect of this country, you know, maybe we, maybe we're going to start dominating the music. Uh, or start dominating films, or you know, I don't know what it, we, we got to start. We got to get up there. Um, they, like I said, the United States is all about competition, all about opportunity. We got to go and get it. And so, I myself, as a Latino podcaster, you know, I would love to see the talent come forward, you know, and get behind it. You know, just being a Latino in general, I mean, it's like can't help for root, can't help but root for you know somebody of your own tribe man I mean it's just what it is I mean I would love to be one of those voices up there the Latino voices just like where everybody paid attention to but that's not for me that's not for me to say if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't if either way I'm gonna still chug along and fucking do what I gotta do um but yeah I mean rest in peace Vicente Fernandez I'm gonna end this episode here and uh we'll get to discussing Spider-Man we're gonna go see Spider-Man soon uh, so I'm gonna get this episode up and then, you know, we'll have some more topics to discuss. So 
catch you guys on the next one. Um, as is, follow me everywhere. You know what to do. Uh, and I'll catch you guys on the next one. I'm out. Laters.